Yeah. Guess what? What? We have a real guest. Well, no. I mean, we have a Hallmark guest. What do you mean a Hallmark guest? I mean, guest? like a Hallmark artist. An, ar- <laughs> an artist? <laughs> a, a performer? Is he a performer? He's An actor. He's a professional pretender. Yeah. Yeah. Professional pretender. Yes. David Kay. From? From? Love Light Hanukkah. From Love Like Hanukkah. The Vows We Keep. The Vows We Keep from the Santa Stakeout. And? And the upcoming Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. Well, Are you so excited? I'm very excited. You don't look excited. I am. I just haven't had enough coffee. Well, drink I'm, some- I'm going to drink my peppermint mocha. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> so, David, welcome. Hello. <laughs> How are Thank you? you? How are I'm, you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. And you're coming to our podcast from where? Where are you parked today? I'm, I'm in Vancouver. Wonderful. Is that is that's where you're living, right? This is where I, I live, yes. Wonderful. He, I'm going to read off your, your profile on IMDb. You are a Vancouver-based artist, right? Mm-hmm. Born mm-hmm. in Saskatoon. Did I say that right? Saskatchewan? You did. Yeah. yeah. And your film debut came in the Academy Award-winning film Legends of the Fall in 1994. The Burning question for me is like what does brad pitt's butt look like in your life like can you do you remember i remember his hair oh. <laughs> very shimmery david doesn't have the uh i mean auto- i was but i was butt height right there you go. so like <laughs> well yeah, yeah david doesn't have the autobiographical memory that mary lou renner has well that's true that's mary no. lou henner mary henner. lou henner henner renner henner 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 that, renner, jenner that was such a cool thing that she did. She'd be like, so David, tell me, um, when's your birthday? I was like, August 4th. She's like, what year? I was like, 1988. She's like, that was a Thursday. I remember because I was and I was like, whoa, what just happened? And that's how I found out that she has that. Yeah, I mean, she's like one of a hundred people in the world. I, I don't know that I would have the mental capacity to be able to have that sort of recollection. You know, I would just be humiliated all the time. <laughs> I would also be humiliated yeah, all, the, all time. the time. Like I would be no longer functional because I would just be embarrassed at all times. Yeah. I'm already humiliated all the time. Like I can't, I can't deal with the stuff that I already like blacked out. Uh, some Bl- of the stuff out. I said yesterday is still tormenting me right now. And I have a bad memory. So, <laughs> so tell us about some of the other stuff you've done. I mean, I was looking at your, um, what do they call it? What are, credits? I mean, you've done, I, I took some time to watch the grocery store adventure. Wait, is it Gro- grocery action? store action oh, movie? You watched grocery oh my store gosh. action movie? It was, it's delightful. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. So tell us, tell us what you've been doing and what are your favorite projects? What's your favorite thing oh, to do? And then yeah. we're going to dive into some Hallmark stuff. Okay, cool. So I was a child actor. I started doing voiceovers when I was like 10 or 11. I've been doing it my whole life. I have a fine arts degree with a focus in acting. Nice. Um, I start. I started producing in like 2008, I think. And I did a bunch of music videos and uh, web series and branded web content and a feature film called Prodigals, which you can catch. Uh, I think you can get it on on iTunes. And uh, that one was super fun. It was crazy wearing the producer hat and the actor hat. Mm-hmm. I bet. Um, that was the the scene in the that that you saw of me just dropping all the f bombs, oh. <laughs> head shades, I mean, you, you... the jumpsuit. <laughs> now you were obviously like incarcerated, right? Yes. And so I'm yeah. listening to you and I'm thinking, oh my God, like I sound like, like a tatted felon. That's how much I, that's how much I cuss. <laughs> anyway, you sorry, do. I interrupt you. I interrupt you. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, yeah. So that was about uh, a guy who kind of flamed out. He, he left his small town in a really bad way a few years back and he comes back under the guise of helping his friend's brother out who's on trial for murder. The guy who's on trial for murder. And he comes back uh, under the guise of 
of legal assistance. Um, but what he hasn't told anybody is that he flamed out of law school. He's not actually a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he's coming home to try to get back his ex-girlfriend, who's now dating one of his best friends. And that's called Prodigal. Prodigals. No, prodigals. Nice. I'll have to catch iTunes. that one. Disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. There is no biblical, like, nothing to do with the Bible. Like, a lot of people watched it and were like, this is foul. <laughs> I, hundreds of F-bombs. Yes. Lots of... <laughs> Lots of swear words. Um, Any redemption, though? Because, you know, people love a good redemption. It's a slow burn. It's character driven. Nice. Um, it's a really cool homecoming story. And we shot in northern Ontario. We shot the exteriors in northern Ontario. And it was like, I'm not sure what the conversion is, but it was like minus 30, which is actually oh. almost the same. Really so cold. cold. So cold that one day we had to stop shooting because the gears on the focus of the camera froze shut. That cold. Brutal. That's brutal. And I was um, just in Hawaii, so that sounds really cold. The polar opposite of Hawaii. (laughs) Really, really cold. Um, Yeah, so that was super fun. Uh, I did uh, three seasons of Siren, that that mermaid show. Yeah, I've caught a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, So I got to work with sea lions on that. That was super cool. (gasps) Did you have to do any like scuba diving, like camera shots or? I didn't have to do any diving. Like a lot of the, a lot of the actors on that show had to do free diving. So they all had to like train to hold their breath and swim with a monofin and like in a whole bodysuit. It was super cool. And and David just hung out with the sea lions. (laughs) Way better, way better co-hosts. Feeding the sea lions, feeding the sea lions. Giving them cuddles. They're they're enormous. We only worked with the females because the males are three times the size of the females and they are wildly territorial and aggressive. Um, But like this- Especially when you're around their females. Most of them averaged around four to 480 pounds that we were working with. Wow. They're pretty big. That that must have been an adventure. So you're working with the animal trainers. You're working with the water elements. The I mean, one of my earlier memories about about actually learning about film was when the movie Splash was made. That's really old. Like I think that might have been yeah. the year you were born, David. But um, Splash was made, and then did it behind the scenes with what's, what's the name? Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. And her monofin and the diving work that went into that and how there were scuba mm-hmm. divers with oxygen for her. All of it. it was very, very interesting. You've just recently sort of broken into the Hallmark world. How did yeah. that how did that come about? Yeah. Yeah, but come on. We so we want to know. So <laughs> yeah. David, I have a I have a conspiracy that that okay. people just submit to be on the Hallmark roster for the year. And then they just draw names out of a hat and say, okay, David, you're in this Hanukkah movie and you're in this Santa movie. And this is the role because it's a lot of the same people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did, before you got the part, how did, when did you wake up and say, I want to be a part of the Hallmark family or did you? I I didn't No, no. So it's just the same thing as always, you know, I get an email from my agent saying you have an audition for this thing. Um, and then I put myself on tape. So this was, again, this was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you don't go in for an audition. You tape it at home or you tape it at a studio by yourself, socially distanced, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I actually read for Ben Savage's role. And I remember at the time I had this, it was the, it was like the beginning of the pandemic. So like I had this big mustache, you know, it was like big and bushy. And okay. anyway, so I did the thing. And at the time I was like, I'm going to shave for this Hallmark. Hallmark Hallmark doesn't like facial hair. Not unless you're a construction worker lead. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) And my girlfriend was like, ah, whatever. If they, if they want you, they'll tell you to shave it. So I did the, I did the audition and I got a, I got a message from my agent. He's like, they want you for another role. Um, but they'll only hire you if you shave your mustache. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, so if you'd shaved it, maybe you would have gotten Ben Savage's role. I don't think no. so. Come on. <laughs> no? Okay. Like, there's like me and there's like Ben Savage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was really cool working with Ben Savage because like when I was a kid uh, and I was like, you know, starting out my career, I would always watch Boy Meets World and like be like, here's a kid who has his own show. Like this is a thing I can do. So Inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I tried not to, I tried not to like be weird around him. Fangirl. <laughs> I tried not to fangirl. Um, and I think I was wildly successful. And then on the last day, I was like, okay, look, I just, I just want you to know, here's the thing. <laughs> and I told him, he was like, cool. <laughs> that was not no, the was, first time he's heard that. No, not obviously far not. from the first. But time. he was, it was very, it was very sweet about it. So and where, where did you guys film that movie? Uh, in, in and around Vancouver. What would you say? if you have any idea, the percentage of movies that are filmed in Canada versus the United States. Like Hallmark movies? Uh-huh, Hallmark movies. Um, majority in- I'd say the majority are up here. Yeah, it, it seems that way. Is that because the tax credits are better? Well, so it's the tax credits, but also the conversion rate, right? So if you come up here, let's use big round numbers. So mm -hmm. let's say you get a million dollars, depending on the conversion rate, you're gonna come up here immediately, you have one and a quarter money back on your taxes. So you've turned your million dollars into way more than you had to work with in the beginning. Filmmaking 101. Filmmaking 101. Okay, so two two follow-up <laughs> questions on that. So one, approximately, what what is the budget on a Hallmark oh, Christmas movie? This is a burning question, yeah. Do you know? Uh, no. <laughs> Well, let's, let's just say less than a Marvel movie. So you can kind of tell sometimes too, this one, the budget maybe went one place versus another, maybe to talent or to sets or locate, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, but. Well, and I would assume the Love Lights Hanukkah, if you have got Ben Savage and Mary Lou mm -hmm. Henner. Yeah. And, Although, and David Kay. And Mia, and, yeah. and Mia, and Mia Kirshner. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, the thing, the, the, what's funny about good about the fact that this is the film that you were in is that this was my favorite film of last year. Um, Love Lights Hanukkah was by far my favorite film. And, and it actually touched a sort of a negative nerve for Brad because of the whole mother dynamic and she'd lost her adoptive mom. And now there's this Ooh. new, rep so it's, it this is a film that was a very, <laughs> mommy issues david <laughs> very uh contentious debate for the two of us last season. well okay. uh, yeah, yeah well so we do a we do a snowflake rating because we're we're so original like that <laughs> and it comes to the point where we're like we're giving like a quarter of an arm of a snowflake but yeah no this was molly's favorite movie yeah absolutely of okay. the season yeah well so, i'm so happy to hear that yeah. it was really fun to make how long is the the filming for a movie i think it is 21 days wow or no i think it's 18. wow that it's, is short it's three it's three weeks or less they move they so move quick yeah. so when did you film the uh lights love hanukkah i want to say like september or october wow so the turnaround okay. is i mean yeah. even from like an editing perspective super fast yeah. and then yeah. in terms of so one of the one of the questions that or one of the early films that we reviewed was was it one Royal Christmas? And it was so very obvious that we were in the middle of a pandemic. If you knew what you're looking for, there were just, there were no extras. Um, yeah. The There was a parade scene where everybody was sitting 12 feet apart. Whereas Love Lights Hanukkah would have been filmed maybe as the numbers had were kind of low and maybe we're gonna about to come back up. But so what what was it like to film in a pandemic? You've done this business a long time. What are the what were the major differences that you experienced? It was weird. It was really weird. So I mean there's like 
and I think I think Vancouver was actually one of the first cities. It was like kind of one of the guinea pig cities for the film industry coming back. Mm -hmm. So we had like super stringent uh, protocols along with the call sheet that gets sent out every night. You know, they also have the COVID protocols and you have to sign a, a, a daily affidavit before you start basically saying that, you know, you or no one in your household has uh, come back from a trip outside of the country in the last 14 days. Uh, to the best of your knowledge, you haven't come into contact with anybody who is ex exhibiting any symptoms. And then they have like a symptom checker mm -hmm. and, and you get your temperature checked and you have to like pretty much sign your life away uh, <laughs> before you can even like step into the circus. And uh, uh, for the crew member, they give you wristbands and I think they're color coded based on like where you are relative to, wow. to set. Okay. And so like, for example, like people who are working in the in the circus are having different colors than people who are um on the actual set um and then uh so there was lots of testing uh as like well daily we, weekly or uh different different shows have have different, different things so some people are doing like three tests a week some people are doing two some people are doing one depending on the show you're on the the testing is or the testing frequency is different um and then yeah you got to wear like Masks or shields or masks and shields, depending when we were doing Love Lights Hanukkah, like hair and makeup and uh, wardrobe, anyone who was like in our space was like mask and shield. It was it was interesting trying to navigate. It was really annoying because your makeup would always get messed up when you put the mask on. So then they have to keep touching you up. And so uh, we were trying to figure out, well, is it better to have the shield on so your makeup doesn't get messed up? But then it screws up the camera because the glare. Mm -hmm. So when they're trying to set up a shot, it's like, well, who do we inconvenience less? <laughs> so yeah. were the masks like a hot, but I mean, apparently masks are an incredibly important hot button issue and people have really deep opinions about them. Was that an ever an issue on the set there or everybody just sort of followed the rules and, and <clears throat> um, worked I, well? I mean, I'd say for the most part, everyone follows the rules because like everyone's livelihood depends on it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like if a show gets shut down, Hundreds of people are out of work yeah. just for one show. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? So like, oh, also, we developed a, a, a whole new department in film up here, which is the, the COVID department. Wow. So you've got like a COVID officer on set he's, who's got like a, like a fanny pack with sani and antibacterial lights <laughs> and like, like a holster with his box of masks, like ready to go. So you're like, hey, man, can I get some sani? He's like... <laughs> Dang! I so, wish we had you on video right there. <laughs> so you're adding, uh, you're adding to the the economy, creating creating jobs creating because of jobs. COVID. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So so it's interesting. And then for the crowd scene, I think that was one of the. I mean, that was the first crowd scene I'd been in since everything went down. So mm -hmm. that was that was really interesting. Like everyone has masks on until we're rolling, and they're like rolling masks off, and everyone's like, <laughs> like there was other things too. Uh, with the exception of like anytime there's physical contact between actors, they usually try to shoot it in a way that makes it look like we're closer than we actually are. Forced right. perspective. Forced perspective. Yeah. That's right. And that brings us to a whole another topic that we always cover is the uh, the infamous kiss at the end of the Hallmark movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you there for the filming of the kiss? I'm yeah. trying to remember this kiss. It was, uh, so that one was Mia and Ben at the end. So it's like, 
Hanukkah's already done, and then she's invited our family to come to her Feast of the Seven Fishes right. at, at her restaurant. Right. And so it's like her family on the one, like the, the newfound family on the one side, and her like found family on the other, the restaurant, like all the people mm-hmm. from the restaurant and the. the oh, the, yeah, they were, they were like at the middle of the mom. table. Not awkward at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, she kind of gave a speech, and then they had a kiss at the end. It was right under the big tree and everything. There you the go. So very hallmarky. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wonderful. So I guess I always kind of pictured that they sort of sort of sequestered the whole cast, tested everybody, quarantined them all together, almost like a jury in deliberations or something. But it sounds like you guys sort of lived your lives and <clears throat> and did did your stuff and just came to work. So so I mean uh Ben and me, uh, actually, I don't know about Mia, but Ben and Mary Lou for sure. And I think Mia as well, because then the regulations were different. Mm -hmm. Because they had come to Vancouver, they had to quarantine for two weeks. They were tested. Um, And I think that was really frustrating for everyone who had to, still, everyone who had to or has to come to town for work, there's like kind of a holding period. Now it's a little bit different because as far as I understand, you just need to prove that you have a, a negative test from wherever you're coming from and then get one or two negative tests once you land and then you're kind of free to go. Yeah, I mean, we've but, kind of got this COVID thing down, right? We sort of... It's part of life <laughs> we now. We sort of know what we're doing. Yeah. I'd rather not. I'd rather mm. not have to have it down, but you yeah. know, say love me. Yeah. <laughs> Humans are not are very adaptable. So Santa's Stakeout is... Um, we're not going to talk about the vow we keep. That's not that's not a Christmas movie. Right, right. <laughs> um, but in It terms- was so much fun though. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Yes, next time, um, next time. It, so the differences then. So what? When did Santa Stakeout film, and where? Santa Stakeout filmed in July and August in Lower Mainland or around Vancouver, and we were in the middle of a heat wave. Oh, <laughs> like, goody! <laughs> wow, we're talking like hundred degrees, like oh, unheard of temperatures for Vancouver. The one that killed all the sea life and everything. Yes, yes, that one. Oh, lordy. Okay. But meanwhile, <laughs> did, did your sea lion? Did the sea lions <laughs> oh, die? Your sea lions. No, no, Aww. they were they were okay. 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 They were okay. But uh, meanwhile, we're standing outside in like hundred degree weather. Our our parkas and our our hats and our scarves and are just like dripping and into your mask. Talk about ru- ruining your makeup. Yeah, and so you know, uh, makeup gave us like all fans. So we're just like standing there, fans <laughs> blasting on our faces, I like trying to. And there's not enough makeup artists to deal with. In that movie, we have the like Christmas committee, right? So there's anytime there's a scene with us, there's like nine of us there. And so every makeup artist had to like do two to three people Mm. um, and they're like final touches and everyone's like trying to stay dry for the shot. Well, now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. (laughs) You'll see see, like some glistening and like. During the, during the Christmas caroling scene. (laughs) You're fading. So yeah, that, that Christmas caroling scene, it was like probably like 85, 90 degrees out in the dead of night. And we're just like, wow. Well, and see now the Santa stakeout was, it was the first weekend of uh, countdown to Christmas mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And David, yeah. I'm, I'm claiming still into week five that that will be the movie to beat this year. Okay. Cause it has pretty funny. It, you know, it had, cause it had more of a storyline than like the romance driving the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, they were on a mission to find out who was stealing, stealing the Christmas art. Well, and you really yeah. liked the, you really liked the sort of the, one of the things that, that's, sort of irritating I think about Hallmark is it's very all the romance is very juvenile 
And I remember you saying, oh, they were just grownups. Like, oh, I like you. Oh, I like you too. Let's go out. Like it was sort of, oh Wouldn't my God. Wouldn't it be nice though if it was just that simple? <laughs> it would be. And it's not. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so Brad has told me we should go back and ask about the vows we keep. Like, well, yeah, that's no, a I mean, big you deal. just said it was so fun. Yeah, so, let's... so tell us about it. Okay. It was so much fun. Like, so, so much fun. Um, we got to shoot half of it up in Harrison Hot Springs, which is like hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes away from Vancouver. And there's these natural hot springs and a lake. And the whole crew came up and we were basically living for a week and a half up in this hotel on the waterfront and that sounds miserable we were we were we were shooting what was it called the rosewood the hotel that it was the the facilities we were staying in was the rosewood Mm -hmm. and like all the gardens those were the actual gardens of the the hotel and it was on the actual lake like everything was actually right there so it was this beautiful location and the people were so so cool like so i got to marry zibby allen and she's like an amazing actor and we had the best time together and uh fiona Gubelman from Good Doctor was on there. And I loved her in Wilfred. Did you guys ever see Wilfred? Yes. Elijah Elijah Wood. And he's like dressed his, in, he's in the like onesie. Oh, yeah. yeah his, so everyone sees his dog as a dog, but Elijah Wood sees his dog as this like Australian dude wearing a dog onesie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I believe Fiona played their like neighbor slash the girl next door. That So I, I, I loved her in that show. And so anyway, I was like, I couldn't figure it out because it was like, a few years back that I'd seen the show. And so we were like talking and I was like, wow, I know you're on the good doctor. It's something else. It's something else. It's bugging me so much. <laughs> but the, the three of us and, and um, Antonio, so cool. Like the, the four of us, we just had like a blast shooting up there. Like it was just such a cool cast and crew. And Jessica Harmon, the director is like a dream to work with. She was just like, so on it, like a real actor's director, P- Peter Benson too. The, the, the guy who directed um, Santa Stakeout. Because, uh, I mean, they both have acting backgrounds. They're phenomenal actors. And well, so sense. they just, like, yeah, they yeah. communicate with difference. us in a way that we're, oh, okay, yes, I'm on the same page. I know exactly what's going on. Let's let's do the thing. Nice. Well, and for anybody that hasn't seen The Vows We Keep, it's an event planner must organize the perfect wedding for her sister in less than a month when she finds out that the Rosewood, a historic inn and beloved wedding venue, is being sold. So just add snow to that, and it, <laughs> it it's a countdown to Christmas movie. It right? Is. <laughs> It is. It is. This one just had hot springs instead of yes. hot cocoa. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. And was that your first Hallmark film that you did? No, I did. I also did The Wedding Veil, which hasn't come out yet. Ooh, oh, okay. So, catch that th- so this, this goes back. So how, how often are you auditioning for Hallmark movies? I mean, we're, we're talking you're up to five movies that'll yeah. be in the, in the course of 12 in months. Year? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A lot. I'm auditioning for Hallmark a lot these days. So they don't have a roster and they just no. pull you and, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, your, look, your theory's I'm, bunk there, I'm Brad. Not, I mean, I'm not Lacey Chabert, right? Right. Like, that's, that's, that's a whole different thing. But who is? Thing. Who is? Well, somebody's got to replace Danica McKellar, David. Oh, I think it's me. you went there. I, yep. Brad, <laughs> you went there. So David, we were talking a little bit earlier. So GAC Media. Okay, what is GAC Media? (laughs) So GAC is Great American Country. They've created two channels, um, Living and Family. And so all all of your fellow Hallmark stars are being plucked by the old CEO of Hallmark to go make 
family-friendly, um, safe content on that network. Because what does that mean? That means... Isn't, isn't Hallmark already family-friendly? Well, well, isn't that a valid question? Right. <laughs> that is the question. First of all, Hallmark didn't even start making holiday movies on, about Hanukkah until 2019. Yes. And that was a miss, uh, yeah, apparently. Because they of the way they portrayed Jewish people not knowing any Christmas uh, tradition. Because Jewish people have never been subjected to Christian culture at all, right? You'd have no idea. What is Christian culture? No, well. I'm good. Yeah. So you you because you're you're choosing the roles to audition for. Now again my my whole conspiracy about, you know, you're just being told. You sign a you sign a multi-picture deal and then you just get deployed to on sets. God, I wish. <laughs> no. Um, so again, like I'm not choosing, I'm not choosing which ones to go out for the, the they're, they're choosing that they want to see me audition. You know well, I mean? and I think that santa's to your versatility, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, so in the Santa stakeout, you part of uh, one half of a gay couple, um, mm -hmm. the vows we keep, sounds like you met, you got together with a girl, um, you're doing, <laughs> sounds like, <laughs> sounds sounds like. like. <laughs> so yeah, so GAC, I, I think that that's, uh, that's the concern is that Hallmark yeah. has reached a point of too much diversity and, and I will say for our our part watching not all of them but watching a lot of them hallmark definitely has tried to tap into that very much that cultural been, and diversity yeah. awareness it's it's i mean they're they're making strides it's definitely been baby steps like maybe two steps forward one step back but it's still progress and like from the outside looking in because i mean i'm only in like a handful right but uh from the outside looking in like looks like they're trying every time and i mean now that i've done two of the Hanukkah movies, it's like, even even between the two, like within one year, it's already more accurate, more research appears to have been done. You know, it's like, I don't, I'd say progress is being made slowly but surely. It's, it's gonna take a while to get to, to catch up to where everything's at, but the machine is moving. And I think it's probably actually a good sign that you have somebody breaking off. Because what that says is that there is progress, even maybe that we don't yet see on the screen, there's something happening in the culture of that company. We're gonna go a different direction. We're gonna be inclusive of all people. And that's very, I think that's actually a good sign, whereas it's kind of laughable that Hallmark is still as, as family friendly and probably more family friendly because now it's friendly for families with two dads and two moms and, and interracial families and all of that. Um, it's a good sign when there's some other elements moving away from that. And so that's encouraging, I think. Yeah. And again, I, I, these, these, these things take time, but uh, yeah. the intention, the intention yeah. is there. Yeah. Well, and you said something interesting that kind of, you said there's more research been done. And what's one of the things that I'm, you're, I'm watching these films and you're seeing a film about, say, an African-American church. And the, the, obviously the easiest way to be diverse on screen is to be diverse behind the camera, to be diverse in the writer's room, to be diverse in the executive team. And so hopefully it'll go at some point beyond research and you'll just have a team of people where, okay, this is a Hanukkah movie. We're going to get people who celebrate Hanukkah to create this Hanukkah movie for Hallmark. Um, I think that would be ideal, but at least now there is research and it's making it to the screen and you've seen it in real life. So that's yeah. fantastic. Uh, but just, just to be clear, like when mm -hmm. I say research, I'm, I'm not talking about like just the writers, you know, I'm talking about the, the set deck, the props, like the whole deal, the, the, the things that bring the world to life. To make it believable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. So tell us a little bit about eight gifts of Hanukkah. 
Okay. That's coming out December, December 3rd. 3rd. Woohoo. Uh, Inbar Levy, uh, she plays an optometrist. I play her brother. So Inbar, uh, you may recognize her from Lucifer or Imposters, Prison Break. She doesn't tell stuff. Oh, She's yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she is an optometrist and uh, she has broken up with her longtime partner. And on the first night of Hanukkah and every subsequent night, a secret admirer leaves a gift. Uh, with a clue Ooh. and so as we go through the movie we have to figure out who the mysterious gift giver is um and there's a a host of potential suitors it stars uh imbar and jake epstein who you may recognize from degrassi he played spider-man on broadway which is pretty sweet nice um I and, and, totally... and survived he, and he sur- wasn't one that died <laughs> oh. yeah oh, oh sorry Brad. that's okay you went there <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I totally fangirled about that. I was like, wait a minute, you're Spider-Man? Whoa, dude. Spider-Man. And I have never in my, what year is it? Oh my God, almost 30 years of doing this, had such an immediate instant connection with somebody as I did with Jake Epstein. I swear we're like, we're like estranged family or something. I don't know what it was, but like, I love that band. And it was like on day one, I was like, you. <laughs> I like you. And I was like, friends. okay. And I was like, we're gonna be friends. And I was like, don't be weird, David. <laughs> See, and, and David's getting more comfortable with fangirling. You know, the well, year before he was very reserved and right. And I mean, you just gotta own that. You gotta own that. Go you're a fangirl. You're yeah. a fangirl. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fangirl. I think I'm a fangirl. I'm gonna have to reevaluate how I approach people on set. I'm just going to lean into the fangirl. Yeah, I mean, just be the weird one. That's, you know, that's become my sort of niche, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So that movie comes out. December 3rd. December 3rd. Which I believe is the sixth night of Hanukkah. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's early this year. It's early this year. And a lot of people want to know, like, why it's not the same every year. And really quickly, it's because uh, the, the, the Jewish calendar, the Hebrew calendar, operates um, on a lunar cycle. So every month is 28 days. So every year it shifts relative to the Gregorian calendar. Well, then we'll have to have a potato latkes with pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. See if we can get a food critic to oh tell us how pico it is. Pico de gallo. It just, that, that, whole, that whole thing made my mouth water. We had to eat so many latkes. <laughs> oh, my God. Latkes are delicious. They are delicious. They are so until you good. have to have like 40 cold ones. Yeah. Oh, the cold, they're cold? That, yeah. You should talk to the union about that. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a isn't that a like a workplace safety issue? A food prep we don't, safety we issue. Don't have, we don't have time to like reheat them every cake. Oh, yeah. And like then they get soggy, right? Oh, I'd rather yeah. have a crispy cold one than a soggy. There home. you go. So you said you've been auditioning for quite a few Hallmark. What what what's in the future after uh, this countdown to Christmas? Okay, so after this countdown to Christmas uh, in January, I'm going to Montreal to do a hip hop musical, Ooh. and uh, yeah. I'm going to watch be out doing- Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> well, he started uh, that. I mean, he has, he has created that, I would say. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I did uh, nothing nearly as spectacularly successful as Hamilton. I did a hip hop musical 
several years ago called The Bomity of Errors, which is a hip-hop Shakespeare musical adaptation of The Comedy of Errors. And it was written by four guys out of NYU, I think in the late 90s. And it like toured the festival circuit and won prizes at the Edinburgh Fringe and stuff. So we did that um, in Vancouver and Victoria. We did like three runs between 2012 and 2014. And that was super fun. And then uh, over the course of that, I met writer, director, actor, wordsmith, Omari Newton, um, who's just literally a genius human being, MC, man, jack of all trades. Um, When I auditioned for his his hip hop musical and uh, due to a schedule conflict, I was conflicted out. Um, but eight years later or seven years later, he calls me up and he says, Hey, I wrote a companion piece to that one. And I wrote a part for you. Can you do it? And so I was like, I will move mountains to be in this musical. So yeah, we're doing it in Montreal and Ottawa. And if things go well, we'll take it on tour. And what's that called? That one's called Black and Blue Matters. It is set in the subconscious of a man who's in a coma after being shot by police. And so it's like a bizarro world court case. Um, We haven't seen any of those recently, have we? Right? (laughs) And I play a cop who's on trial for shooting an unarmed black teenager. Wow. And so the cross-examinations and the witnesses on the stand and stuff, they're like rap battles. I love it already. I love it already. it's an hour and a half of insane wordplay beats break dancing beatboxing live looping like you name it it's there it's gonna be mental um so yeah we've been kind of workshopping that for the last year and a half two years and um we go up in february amazing that sounds really cool it's gonna be sweet but yeah not just a shane upon them <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna try to say that um and then I was like, I'll butcher that. Shayna. <laughs> Shayna. Repeat after me. Shayna. Shayna. Punam. 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 Yeah. And it, it's Yiddish for pretty face. I'm definitely not a Shayna yeah. Punam. <laughs> As I'm like sitting in the shadows. <laughs> you know, we have faces made for podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> be, be kind to yourself. Well, you yeah. have got a lot going on. And you've had a lot going on. I try to stay busy. Try to stay busy. 30 year career and you're 34. I'm 33. I have a 29-year wow. career, but the, 2022 will be will be the 30th anniversary of me stepping in front of uh, a video camera. Well, and apparently you like it, and you're obviously good at it. Um, I love what, it. <laughs> what was your first role? Uh, my first role was uh, in Legends of the Fall. Yeah. And we already talked it's, about Brad Pitt's. Butt, it's been so. all all downhill from there, man. Like <laughs> you peaked. You yeah. peaked when you were four. <laughs> I peaked so early. You know, I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day. Uh, It's really, really difficult to go through uh, life as an adult and constantly be comparing yourself to your success as a child. Like I would bet. I've never worked more in a year than when I was 12. So Uh, we're not going to talk about what I did when I was 12. It was that. I'm so curious now. That was the 80s. The early, (laughs) early 80s. You know what? I always, I've always want, I always want to know this. Do you know any celebrity impressions? Do I? I mean, know you're a voice actor. Oh, no. You're a do, voice do, actor. Do you do, do, do any? Do, do you do, do any do celebrity them? impressions? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, uh, whether or not I do them well is an entirely different story. I, yeah, who cares about well? Holy hell! I really want to talk like Gilbert Gottfried for a. <laughs> I would love, I would love to do something where, like, for a living, if I, for a li- one day, for a living, I want to be Gilbert Gottfried 
for a living. Um, also, I think we want that too, David. It's <laughs> fantastic. Well, like every now and again, I, I kind of want to do like a Joe Pesci or something, you know? That's really good. That's good. The two Utes. <laughs> that's really, that's early Joe Pesci. Have you heard Joe Pesci's singing? I haven't. Is he surprisingly good? A phenomenal lounge singer. Well, now I'm going to have to Google that. Check it out. Is he on, on YouTube? Spotify. I'm oh, pretty sure it's on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Okay. I will check that out. He's got this new album called How the Fuck Am I Funny? <laughs> Does he really? No, no, he doesn't. Oh. Well, actually, that he, he should. should. He should. Joe, if you hear this, I would, I would give... I would give it all. Please give make, it all. Yeah, please, please, Joe please Pesci, please listen to Home for Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know. Someday somebody, somebody's going to listen to us, right? Well, right. we've we enough listeners. I mean, we do. We have three My to five listeners. My mom's going to listen. Is she? Yay! <laughs> Yay, David's mom. You know, and when I was, when I was, um, when Brad told me you were going to be on and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I, I remembered you from the film and I was going to check out what other, other stuff you've done. You're not the only um, Canadian voice actor named with your name are you i know your the google results for you are actually pretty interesting right so you've got uh david k the emmy award-winning voice actor and actor who's also okay we used to have the same agent which was like wildly confusing for people like i remember walking into a room and the casting director being like oh that makes sense i was like i was like Man, he looks really young or something. Well, at least at least yeah. you got he's the real David K the real on Instagram. David, he is the real. I'm the real David K. On uh, on yeah, Twitter, no, you're the, the other David the other. K. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So because there's uh, not only David K, the, the the voice actor and myself, there's also David K, the UN reporter. Uh-huh. And uh <laughs> A guy who got, I don't know if you saw this one, a guy who got caught on Dateline to catch a predator. Yes. David Kane. And he's a rabbi, wasn't he? He's a rabbi. Rabbi. (laughs) Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That was, honestly, that was a big blow for the Jewish community. It's like, really, dude? Come on. People already hate us. Why are you going to do this? I sometimes, okay, I get... I get the other David K's fan mail. You, you, you know I, his voice. I would bet you the guy don't know in pri- you know his voice. I would bet the guy in prison also gets fan mail, unfortunately. But oh, yeah, God. so the no, I, don't, I don't get his. <laughs> but like, because, uh, you know, we're both voice actors. Yeah. He's much more prolific than me. Like, he was the voice of Megatron. Like, Ooh. he was Dr. X in X-Men Evolution. Like, or, sorry, Professor Professor X in X-Men Evolution. Um, Ratchet and Clank, uh, he was an up like he's the he's the voice on John Oliver. He's like the announcer on. Is he really? Yeah, um, that's one of my favorite shows. I don't know. I don't know if you guys just have tell that people you're him. Store. Just tell people you're him. Well, JK. I, so I like bundle his fan mail and drop it off at his agency, <laughs> and it's like I'm starting to get really sick of it. But also, like the fans, they go out of their way to like print this stuff off and type this stuff out mm. and get postage and send an extra thing back and like. I don't want people to think he's a dick because he's not returning their fan mail because I'm not giving it to his agent. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta pay him for it. Like, See, well, I'm not. Well, I'm not the David K. They're looking for. I feel like you know I gotta help a brother out. Absolutely. Well, and stereotypes. This this proves that Canadians truly are nicer than us here in America. Right. So much nicer. <laughs> so much. Nicer. Because you could totally cancel him. You could just say like, "Fuck you." Like, thanks for nothing, and send it back. I always check with people and they reach out to me. And they're like, "Hey, I'm a really, hey, I'm a, I'm a fan of your work." I'm like, "Do you want me or do you want 
the other guy because usually they want the other guy. Now you have fans. <laughs> I'm sure you have fans and you've gotten your own fan mail. Sure. But I get like stacks for this guy. But So what's the weirdest, weirdest fan mail you've ever gotten? Like, do people mail you panties and stuff like that or gum? Not or, to me. To do they ask- Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, chew this gum, spit it and, out and, and mail send it, it back. back to me. You know, I oh actually, I just saw a video of that. Um, Adele was doing like a 73 questions in to 15 minutes yeah and her prized possession is a piece of chewed gum that james corden got from her from from um from celine dion when they were doing carpool karaoke <laughs> he took he kept celine dion's gum <laughs> and then gave it to adele and she got it framed and said that's her prized possession i love it so you're not far off <laughs> oh wow it. that's that's creepy and cool. I mean, I would keep Celine Dion's, Dion's gum. Well, maybe maybe you could come back and talk to us about Eight Nights of Hanukkah after premieres. We could absolutely do. Hang on. I, there's something. There's a noise outside. Hold on. I have to go check this out. Hey, you. What are you doing with that? Oh, no. Help. No. Is this the perpetrator? I feel no heartbeat. <gasps> No breath. The life has left. (laughs) Next time, Gadget. Next time. (laughs) Sorry. If you don't stop me, I will just go. Oh, no. Please do. Please do. (laughs) Woohoo. So, David, where can people find you on the interwebs? Or where do you want people to find you? Where do you want people to find you on the interwebs? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'm on on the Instagrams mostly. Um, you can find me at the real David K on Twitter. I think I'm the other David K. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where you can find me on the onlines. And of course, the Hallmark Channel. Oh yeah, yeah. The- you can find me. You can find me on the Hallmark Channel. Well, thank you so, so, so much. My pleasure, Molly, Brad. Thanks so much for having me. Take care, and thanks for taking time out of your Saturday. A Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. How much fun was that? What a gem. What a gem. What a gem that real David Kay is. Hallmark, you need to make him a, a lead. For real? Talk about fangirling. <laughs> I'm over here fangirling. <laughs> well, David's movie, Eight Gifts of Hallmark. Oh, Eight Gifts of Hallmark. <laughs> Eight Gifts of Hanukkah premieres uh, Friday, December 3rd uh, the, on the Hallmark Channel. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, that was a real blast. Learned all, all sorts of secrets. Hallmark all secrets. Of, yes. And we are not going to tell anybody. (laughs) And all of my conspiracies have been proved wrong. It's true, right? Yeah. But for for the better. (laughs) Well, (laughs) listener, uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at homeforhallmark at gmail.com. And like us on Instagram at homeforhallmark. And... If you like us, please leave us a review. Please. Wherever wherever you listen to your podcast. Please. Pretend they're snowflakes. Snowflakes. (laughs) We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Thank you. Goodbye.